Yes. Oh. <laughs> Time stands still, can't explain what I feel. If this is really real, nothing's ever gonna be the same. It's so good. Yeah. To say goodbye to the struggling life. Say hello to the sky. Spread my wings and fly away. What's good, podcast people? It's your friendly neighborhood, Mulatto, Remy Mulatto. This is the Mulatto Perspective, and today I'm sitting down with Hillary. Hello. What's good, Hillary? <laughs> you know. How you feeling today? I'm just living the dream. How are you? Living the whole dream? Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. all right. Well, that's good. Um, so as y'all can see, we started this off with uh, the little jingle jangle vibe, you know what I'm saying? And I'd like to say that to me, that song, I think I, I sent this to you the other day. I think that song is like way better than one of the most popular Disney songs that I've, that people have been talking about over the last decade. Y'all know Let It Go? Y'all know that one? Mm-mm. Like, you don't know Let It Go from fucking Frozen? Jay, no, I never Jay Jay's in the building. By the way, as always, always. <laughs> everybody knows. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Do something Frozen. about something. Nobody knows that. Yeah. I'm the only. I mean, I, okay. I watched Frozen. Yeah, I watched Frozen. You, you know, I watched Frozen, and, and it's a good movie. But the main thing was coming off of that movie. It was uh that that song was like this big, you know, the big thing or whatever. But to me, this day blows that out of the water. I feel like it's such a vibe. So, what is this? Let it go. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how it starts. I just know children were obsessed with it. I don't. Is it amazing though? No, it it get it gets there. It doesn't start like a vibe. I get it. I appreciate the message of this song. Please, Disney, don't sue us. <clears throat> All right, so. Uh, I brought Hillary in today because not too recently, it was about two weeks ago now, <laughs> two weeks ago, Hillary posted uh, just just a quick little something about, yo, I love this movie or something yes. like that. And it said Hillary is watching uh, Jingle, Jangle. Jingle Jangle. And I was like, you know what? Hillary consistently <laughs> posts dope stuff like every podcast she posts, I, I subscribe to or whatever. Let me go ahead and check this out. Yes. And I, I, I started watching it and I sent her a message eight minutes in. I was like, yo, <laughs> yo, I think we got one. <laughs> like, I was so excited. And yeah, it was, uh, I've, been, I've been pumped about it ever since. How many times have you watched it, Hillary? I think I'm on five. Five? I, I've completed it three times because yes. I keep trying to get people to watch it. I watched it on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, happy belated Thanksgiving to everybody, by the way. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it for the rest of the holiday season mm-hmm. and like every year from now right, on. Right. That, <laughs> That's going to be my new tradition. That is the thing. Like for the holidays, I always watch the movie Elf. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I watch the movie Elf every year. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like your. This is going to be added to the list. Yeah. So, Elf is like your usual holiday tradition movie. Yes. And then Jingle Jangle. So, it's going to be Elf and Jingle Jangle? Elf and Jingle. Is, are, there, are there any other movies? Um. With my family, so we watch Elf, we watch, um, what's that movie called? It's Black and White. Black that and White. That dude who, like... Tiffany's? Is, no. Tiffany's? <laughs> no, he, like, doesn't appreciate his life, because he, he, like, works at a bank. You said Black and White. Oh, he works at a bank. It's white people. Psycho? It's white people. <laughs> Psycho has a bank in it, I it's think. It's a Wonderful Life? 
It's that sounds familiar. Mm. And you watched that. And I actually never used to appreciate that movie until like two years ago when I yeah. became an adult. And I was like, oh, I actually, this, this, this is a good film. Yeah. It's a good movie. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. It's have you ever good. seen that movie, Jay? It's a Wonderful Life? No, mm-hmm. I have never seen it. It's good shit. As a child, I hated it a lot. That was really boring. I think my mom might have watched it. but Yeah, because yeah, we, we watched it every year, and I never liked it. And then this, a few years ago, maybe two years ago, I was like, oh, my God, this is really beautiful. There's a lot of old classics that I feel like I've never been able to find myself, I don't know, find the, the ability to watch. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is not a holiday movie, but I've never seen the Godfather movies. And I get in trouble yeah. every single time I talk about that. Yeah, let's not talk about they're that. They're okay. They're okay. They're okay. I feel like you're underestimating. I feel like you're I I, I've heard that they're the greatest, two of the greatest films of all time. But. I don't know. That's the same with that one movie about that guy, the cocaine dude. No, 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 no. That's not a good movie. That's no, everybody knows. Everybody, everybody knows Scarface is not a Scarface good movie. Everybody knows it. Haitians love oh, Jay's looking at me. See, Jay's looking at me. Movie? Haitians love that. I think movie. Scarface is an amazing movie. Everybody knows Scarface is not a good movie. <laughs> I said rock, what I said. What everybody no, give it. People love uh, Scarface. People love Scarface. Universally loved, but people love Scarface, and I think people love Al Pacino. And they love things about that movie, but who actually loves that movie? What's the right? You know who loves that movie? All the rappers um, on MTV Cribs. That's it. That's that's the <laughs> the primary audience of that movie. Okay. Back to Jingle Jangle. Back to Jingle so. Jangle. <laughs> jingle um, Jangle. An amazing. Um, Jay finally cast, saw it. Amazing cast, and I only saw it because of Hillary as well. Cause I didn't know anything about it. I, so. I said this the the first time I watched it, going back to the cast. I at first I was thinking like yo man it would have been so dope if uh Jeronicus was originally like the young Jeronicus was played by Andre 3000. It just felt yeah, to me been, like it felt like the Andre world. It like did. if it if it had done that I think it would I think it would just naturally just be more popular. Cuz it seemed like a um you saw you see Idlewild? Yes, no. Mm-hmm. Have not. What's a, that's a <laughs> but I know they're in it. It's a musical. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's, it's a musical. I, oh, I didn't know that. Have the soundtrack of that and know a lot of the songs. It's actually a really great musical, and mm-hmm. Andre sings yeah. in it, so right. he fits that that role. I was thinking the yeah. same thing when I watched it. See, I hey, really and good. you know, I he think likes. You a, guys are saying that because that guy looks like him a little bit. I think he's very little similar. Well, no, but this guy, he he did great. Like that yeah. song to me You're is amazing. You saying that because he looks like him a little? Bit. I think he he he. I mean, he's definitely bigger than Andre three thousand. Like he's he's face, like a whole. He looks like him. Yeah. He favors him. Yeah. You guys are racist. Who's your favorite character in Jingle Jangle? <laughs> favorite girl. character, the little girl. Thank so you. Yeah, I, 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 her name is Mandolin Mills. She plays Journey. Mm-hmm. That's her. I don't know if it's her first role, but she's been on Broadway. Of course times. she has. Right. <laughs> yes. Who was my but favorite? They, were, they searched for months for her, which you would know if you'd read any of the articles. I don't read. I don't read. She's only done I two movies. T- Jingle Jangle and the Tiger Rising That's movies musical. musicals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's amazing. Yeah, her when when she sang her little um I can do anything song, like like I felt all the feels. 
It was just so Do you dope. Mean the song "The Square Root of Possible." Yes, Please that was a good song. I don't know names of songs. I'm not gonna say, <laughs> but the square root of possible. She know them all by yeah, yeah she know like, them all. she's she's five times in. I'm getting there. I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting to her level. I'm but five times into watching, but I also have the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Johnny, you can't mm. do this right now. I start crying. So good. So good. I um surprisingly, I really like. Um, Ricky Martin's character I thought it was funny Yeah But At times I felt like There wasn't enough Story For his character mm-hmm. You saw him in the beginning And then he's pretty much Gone for the rest of the movie Until the end Yeah You know But I, th- I like Little Characters like that I think it's funny It yeah. adds a little twist to it Yeah You know But I was telling Henry I thought the The CGI Was amazing so Really good, good. Right, I was, budget. I was like, yeah, I was like, who's this budget? Who approved? Like, who approved this budget? budget? You know, like it was really good. Wigs on point, lighting <coughs> on point, dances on point. Yeah. Impossible. <coughs> yeah. Me. I don't know if I would watch it every year though. Y'all say that probably watch it every year, but I can see why someone should. And I do think that every black kid should be watching it. That's that's my favorite. My favorite thing about it is just how black it is. Black you know what as I mean? hell. Yeah. Without saying the word black one flipping time. Yeah. And there's no racism in it. There's no right. like. It's just, it's just, it's it's just black a black Christmas fantasy movie. Just black people and being it's, black as hell. Yeah. Without saying it, ever. Yeah. Did y'all like um, Keenan's role? You think he did a good job? In I it? think he did a good job. I think I think yeah. he did a. I think he did a good job. I didn't have it. Like like I mean he got introduced um, with that song or whatever. And I thought the song was the dope. Toy maker song. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I the liked costumes it. Costumes in that scene too. Mm. The colors in that scene. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't heavily like villainous. Like, yeah. Especially right. if you compare this to like, a, say, a Disney movie. Right. He wasn't as villainous as you you might expect him to be. But I appreciated that. What I struggled with as far as character development was them blaming the toy on why he was doing what he was doing mm-hmm. when really he was doing what he was doing because he wanted that. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he just needed a push and the right. toy was, mm-hmm. uh, was like, Hey, <laughs> I guess I'm just, I, I think maybe I have a little bias towards him because I, I don't, you don't think he's that. Funny? I don't think he's, I don't, I'm not, he hasn't won me over as an actor. Like I think he's talented, obviously. Right. But when I watch his roles, I watch him and things, I'm like, eh, I'm okay. Like even in Fargo, he's in Fargo, season season two, season one of Fargo, and his role is just eh. Yeah. But I didn't think I didn't think he did a bad job. I, I just wonder I, if he could have been someone better in that role. But I yeah, he him. he he doesn't have like a significant amount of range per yeah. se. Um, I like him. <clears throat> and you kind of want somebody to to feel a little more villainous as a villain, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, the the parts that I struggled with with his character was him talking to a little girl in a dark alley. I love that part. <laughs> I love that part. That was so creepy. <clears throat> it was. <clears throat> it was, but to me, it wasn't as creepy as it could have been. Mm. <clears throat> Which I, I, I mean, he, he could have made it. It could have been more heavy. It was creepy. It was creepy. Shouldn't just be talking just to showing up, child just like, like l- listen here, little and then girl. When he grabbed her hand, I was grabbed like, her mm, with the face, yeah. No. <laughs> but it was also yeah. kind of cool. They yeah. empowered her too, though. Like, like they empowered her to know, like to let me get away from this guy, and, right? Like, you know, like 
don't. Like, See, we just you know, strangers, kids in the alley. Like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> doing. No, I loved it. I also loved um, the fact that there was a black girl doing math. Mm. I loved that she was doing math and she was better at it than her grandfather. Yeah. I loved the fact that, like, at the very beginning when she was just saying, I. I want this, like her song about how she wished she fit in somewhere mm. in the version of herself that mm. she was, mm. and then later saying that this was the first place she felt like normal or home was yeah. at the workshop. <clears throat> Just myself being a black nerd as well. <laughs> a blurred. A blurred. A blurred. A blurred. I really identified. With that struggle of You're being a black serious, nerd huh? and just like not really getting to um, really waiting till adulthood yeah. really, to find where I fit in as a black nerd. Um, and then just being comfortable in that mm-hmm. space and being unapologetic in that space. But then she as a child and then putting that on the <clears> screen <throat> for other black children to see that it's cool. So let's talk about that for a moment. <clears throat> so... As a as a blurred nerd, <laughs> however however you'd like to put it, blurred. I'd say like in our youth, ner- cool. nerds were just were nerds were just a stereotype, and mm-hmm. you didn't really have, you weren't really allowed to have or be, you weren't you weren't considered like any any level of dynamic, like just like how they pigeonhole football players mm-hmm. and cheerleaders, right. like you were just you were just one of those right. one of the ilk, and and there was nothing significant about it. Whereas now. I think because everybody's nerd, a nerd now. Being a nerd is cool. Being a nerd, now. being a nerd has become common. That was not the thing to do in yeah high school. So so now nerds run the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know for the most part, we're allowed to be ourselves and not yeah. feel like uh, chastised. But I and, think and, we're and, allowed to be a nerd as adults. As adults, I don't think that's not true for kids. So much as kids even today. And I'm saying that as like. Someone with experience as an educator. Right, right. So you, so you see... <laughs> so um, identify myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think... I don't believe that when children, people are young that it's still as... Acceptable. Acceptable <clears throat> for black children to be nerds. I struggled with it in high school. Like, yeah. Well, obviously, I was, I was a jock, right? right? I was naturally <laughs> gifted in sports. But I before I... I realized how good I was in sports. I hung out with the nerds. Mm-hmm. Like I was, that was me. Like yeah. I, I was, I was into that stuff. So, yeah. but in high school, I struggled with the balance of liking certain subjects, but also mm-hmm. wanting to be or being this popular guy right. who was in sports. And they were, they were always asking, "Why are you hanging out with them?" It's kind of my people, right? right. But y'all <laughs> my people too, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. But it wasn't really cool. To be over here at the lunch table, yeah, with this type of de- demographic of nerds, yeah, right, and so I think kids do struggle with that. Yeah. So I think it's good, and most black people always say, "Oh, I'm not good at math." I suck at math. No one ever says, "I'm not good at English." Yeah. You know what I mean? But so I think it's good that they do let her see. So he's really good at math. And speaking, and that her father was good <clears throat> at math as well. Yeah. And speaking of the math, what I liked about it is it wasn't like our math. 
It wasn't like two yeah. plus two equals. Right. It was it was ideas plus ideas or divide. It was it was like it was such a fantasy, and I love that about it because it it made it feel more. Um, it, it allowed the fantasy to flourish in that way. I have difficulty with certain movies and certain levels of like magic and fantasy because I feel like they play up these things with no actual logic mm-hmm. in it. And I feel like this was their way of saying all these things are possible because the math works. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so like, so, so to get to like the, the, the only probably gripe that I have with the movie, I, I thought it was kind of weird when she started flying. What's yeah, you happening? can't just be playing these songs and I'm supposed to pay attention <laughs> to what people are saying. What is this? He's playing the soundtrack while I'm trying to listen. Go ahead, I'm listening. Go ahead, say words. I'm listening. No, Forrest Whitaker's talking right now. <laughs> we got to talk about that, too. We I got to let him get, it, get his shit off. <clears throat> I did send an um, article about you sure did. You can't speak to it, can you? Yes, no, can. Let's, let's talk about it. Because I thought it was I thought it was a dope uh I, I thought it was very interesting. I just don't read. So l- tell me more about this article. <laughs> I know I'm learning. No you're gonna help me you're gonna help me read again. I'm I'm working on it. Obama's book is still sitting on my nightstand unopened. <laughs> I don't do audiobooks either. But it's him talking, so it's not different than a podcast. I don't know. I I I'll probably listen to it. But anyway. Forrest Whitaker sang for the first time in 40 years. Which, see, that's why you can't. That's what the headline said. Exactly. So what does it actually mean? Explain it to me. Basically, he did, I forget which song he was supposed to do. He was only supposed to do one song. Mm -hmm. But when they did the voice coaching, he did so good. They actually ended up giving him more songs. Yeah. And one of the songs, I think the one towards the end with Make him it and work. his daughter they did live like mm. on set oh so that, that's what it was yeah cause he did so good that they were like oh let's just this is the version we're keeping it's yeah. the on set one um yeah, cause of his voice coaching alright yeah he got like coached to be able to sing Forrest can we talk about like amazing. And how amazing he is give him though because of that little line from Black Panther, which is a little the strength of the Black Panther. The <laughs> <A> witch. <laughs> we can forgive him now. I think Forrest Whitaker is amazing. Yeah, an amazing and super <laughs> underrated actor. Yeah. In general. Yeah. But definitely not appreciated, I don't think, in black culture for what the talent yeah. that he is. I think my first time seeing him in a movie was... Uh, a movie where he ended up dating a transgendered woman. He didn't know it. Um, it was a long time ago, but he spoke in, a, in an accent. Mm-hmm. And every movie I, movie I had seen, I could have sworn he was from, like, London or something. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he was from <clears throat> fucking Los Angeles, California right. until later on in life. I was like, damn, this dude is dope. Then he did King King of Scotland, mm-hmm. something like that. So I think he's just, he does it. His, his range, going back to ranges, Keegan's range is very yeah. minimal. Mm-hmm. Then you look at such an actor like Forrest Whitaker, and his range is unlimited. Right. You know, but he did an amazing job in his role, I thought. I, I agree. Like his part where he yells at the daughter, too, or the granddaughter, when she's trying to explain to him about the... Um, he was like, well, you listen to me. By the way, you all, if you haven't seen this, you should stop listening. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. 20 minutes later. 
But yeah, the part where he's like, listen to me! And I'm like, oh so good. <laughs> I can't. And the part with the snowballs, that whole scene. Oh, oh, yeah, oh my yeah, god. Good. Yeah. That shit was so. So cool. so so my girl is Caribbean. She loves Afro beats and stuff like that. So good. Oh, um, I loved it when they were dancing. Yeah, yeah. When, when I first saw that part and, and she wasn't there, I was like, I, I stopped it right there and I called her. I was like, yo, <laughs> you're watching this movie like as soon as you get home. <laughs> just so you know. Cause, Cause I wanted to I just wanted to feel her see that part and just get super excited. And I was, feel yeah. like what was the name of that song? Though in it because it sounded French to me. Yeah. Are you playing it? Oh, mm-hmm. it was, I was just playing by default. I wouldn't even, I didn't even go to it. That's <laughs> it. It's called Grandpa Minai. It's a vibe. And they was doing little dances. <laughs> yeah, it was dope. Uh-oh. Some of that sounds Frenchish to me, and I was like, "Are they being Creole or is this French?" Because they're saying your hands up. Mm. Yeah, it's Frenchish. It's yeah. Creolish. I don't know what language that stuff was in. Also, so jingle. So my favorite Can thing. Keep my um. <laughs> Can you <laughs> so my favorite thing about about the movie in general is I don't even like musicals like that. You don't like musicals. I don't like musicals. Like personally, I like me. I, like I don't. Musicals. I most of the time I'm like all this singing is taken away from the story. There's more things that could be happening right now instead of all this singing. I like good. That's musicals. how I. That's how I normally feel. But this this movie, I felt like the singing. I mean, of course, it, it's supposed to enhance the experience. That's what it's for. And I feel like this movie had. a had like had that like it was done very well. All the music was really dope, and uh, I, I still think probably my favorite song was the, uh, you know her name, mm. what's her name, um, Forrest Whitaker's the, the, the girl, no the woman, the, her little In Vogue song, <laughs> <laughs> the woman that liked him, the yeah, woman that, that was the, I think that was the second song, and I love the that shit, dance. and I the backup the, dance popped up oh, out of nowhere. Yeah. That was, <laughs> I think her name is um. <laughs> What's her name? Ms. Mrs. Johnston was, was her name in the movie. She was so good. Yeah, Lisa Davina Phillips. She <laughs> yeah, played she Mrs. Great. Johnston. She was great. She was probably Ms. my favorite. Smile. She was probably my favorite. I think it's called Smile. She made me laugh a lot. That was so good. Yeah. Surprised I don't see her name and in you this. You can tell that he does like her during the song, even though it's a little sexual harassment. <laughs> it only works. Isn't like that in that mad direction at her though. during it. So I was like, he kind of likes her. Like, I knew at the beginning that he kind of liked her because he wasn't that mad about this stuff. Yeah. Like, he was, like, annoyed in Bogart's. <laughs> but he also he was He was too on. busy uh, being upset about everything in order to show her any love. Yeah, but I feel like just the way he let it go on for so long, I was like, he likes her. Kind of. <laughs> he was like, you know, they can, you know people can see you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those backup dancers appeared. I was like, I can't. The part on the stairs when she bent backwards, I was like, oh, okay, this job with the friends. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Her back bend on the stairs? No. I don't remember that part. Well. I gotta, I, I gotta see it uh, two more times before I can see stuff like that. <laughs> it was impressive to me. Right away, I was like, how that lady has that bendiness? I thought it was good to see the different complexions as well. And, you know, a lot of the lead characters were all darker complexion for the most part, other than the little girl. Speaking yeah. of which, when, when uh, his the woman who played his daughter, when she finally got a chance to sing, it was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like she tore that last song up. Yes. That's and a good song, too. Yeah. 
Ready? Uh, have you seen The Wiz? I have not. There's there's so many things that I have not seen. I can't talk too much shit about them because I didn't see The Wiz until I'm. Maybe four I have years not ago, seen it, and I'm not going to see it. Why? <laughs> I would. Just I just don't say. care. I don't like. But you don't like musicals, but yeah, but it's such a staple in black culture, it, of course, black history, of course. That you probably I wouldn't have seen it. I, my first time seeing The Wiz was actually a play in downtown St. Pete. They did it outdoors. I'd probably want to see The play was it like amazing. That. So then I went back because my friends were giving me shit yeah. about not seeing it. We didn't watch The Wiz growing up. We watched The Wizard mm-hmm. of Oz. My mom watched it, but we didn't watch The Wiz. But I watched it as an adult. I can appreciate why black culture likes it or why mm-hmm. it was good at the time. I don't think it's a great musical or great <laughs> movie, but I can understand why. But what I was going to ask is, in comparison, where do you rank which one higher, The Wiz or Jingle Jangle? I don't know. I have to watch The Wiz. You haven't seen, seen The Wiz, Wiz either? <laughs> That's what I said. That's the first thing I said. Wow. The Wiz is... So should we, who's oh. taking who's taking the black cards from us for not seeing The Wiz? But he just saw it four years ago, so he can't take our That's true. Sure I can. No, you can't. Because I've seen it and y'all have not. Seen it I don't even know. Like when are you supposed years. to see The Wiz? Like, at what point in my life was I supposed to have seen it? As a kid. Younger person on TV, probably a younger person. It was, it was never on, on t- I don't I, think it was on TV that often, but you you trip you trip and fall and see a Wizard of Oz. How do you so see the Wiz? Me, Wizard of Oz used to be on TV every some year. Some yeah. of the things that are a staple of black culture, mm. I have to I have to immerse myself in. Mm-hmm. As the daughter of a Caribbean immigrant, right on. <laughs> you know, so I. So then you gonna see the Wiz? Like today, I, for <laughs> listeners of the mulatto perspective, like, where would you rank the Wiz against Jingle yeah, Jangle if you see Jingle like Jangle? Video clips. I'm gonna post it on Facebook. That's gonna and be a I good don't question. Want to watch? So, so are, are those great, the only two though? Are there Jackson. other black musicals that we can talk about? I mean, I don't know if I've seen them all. I mean, is Hamilton considered a black musical? I guess technically, no, no. no. It's on. mostly black, black folks. It's mostly black minorities. Yes, but no, it's not considered black musical because it's not written by a black human. Yeah, I love Hamilton. I love Hamilton. Don't we all? I'm very obsessed. <laughs> Hamilton was. Obsessed. I didn't. I, I've seen it on stage a couple times, and I've listened to the soundtrack hundreds of times. <laughs> but no, it's not a black musical. Mm. Idlewild. Let's watch Idlewild, which is a black musical. That's um, wild. That that's a musical. Color Purple, but this is different. Color Purple Purple is not a musical, but they do have a version of it. There's a Color Purple musical? Broadway. Are you serious? Yeah, there's a Broadway. That sounds crazy. That movie is entirely too sad to be a musical. The Lion King one, that was basically a black musical. I've seen, yeah, I've seen Lion King. Um, But this is different because it's specifically for children. Right. Which Mm -hmm. makes it different than these other things. I think that makes it work better. I love Jingle Jangle. Like, yeah, I haven't seen any of these that's listed here. Carmen Jones, The Chocolate Dandies, <laughs> Cabin in the Sky, Color Purple. I mean, pretty much every Tyler Perry movie is a musical, or play, play was a musical. Mm-mm. No? They all had songs. Every Tyler Perry play had a song. It has mad songs in it. You don't remember? You don't remember none of them songs? That was specifically a musical? I mean, I don't know if you would consider it a musical, but but there were songs like they would they would stuff would happen, and then somebody would just go off by themselves and start singing. 
to the crowd. Have you seen a Tyler Perry musical? Huh? Have you seen one of these plays? You're just making this up. I've seen so many Tyler Perry plays. Like I just don't I, don't. I don't. I don't like musicals. So as soon as they get to the singing, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I've actually seen. I saw one of them on stage. I saw Meet the Browns. And I don't. I believe there was was singing in that. But well, I don't think singing qual- qualifies as a musical. I think I, most of the movie or play has to be mostly singing. No, Doesn't Jingle it? Jangle isn't mostly singing. It's just it's just mm. it's acting, and then there's spots for songs. Tyler Perry and, and just like place. any Disney movie. Their plays. Yeah, but all right. I don't know. I, I guess we got to go to the experts. Who who are the experts? Me. <laughs> I don't know. One thing I, you, know, you, you probably love musicals, don't you? I do love musicals. What's your favorite I love musical? Shows and I have theater tickets. So what are you? What are your favorites? I have season tickets. Season tickets to all the musicals. To a place. What's my favorite musical? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I just I don't even. I'm sure you have different genres of favorites. You, you're like, yo, but this one has the best songs. But this one had the best acting. And this know. one, this one made me feel I've the most. Seen on Broadway, I've only seen two two shows on actual Broadway, which is Hamilton. Yo, and you Harry you probably Potter love uh, Wicked, don't you? Wicked's good. Yeah, Wicked was good. I, I haven't seen the book better in person. I don't think the book was good. I like the book. Wait, Wicked the book? The, There's a book. The play is based off the book. The book is always the better. Than is Why are they always books? Um, you gotta come from somewhere. There's always a book. Yeah, I actually I haven't watched movie wise. I think my favorite was Moulin Rouge. Mm. I really like Moulin Rouge musical. But Hamilton was awesome. Hamilton's probably my favorite ever. Hamilton is good. Hamilton is good. It's so good. It's just so... I can't... Because I have yet to get tired of it. Probably Hamilton. Um, I'm trying to... So how many times have you seen Hamilton? I've seen it on stage twice, once in New York, once in Tampa, but I've listened to the musical a hundred billion thousand times. If you count watching it on Disney Plus, I've seen it three times on stage. Because right. <laughs> I watched it on Disney Plus once. Um, I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know what my favorite show is. Well, you know, is. Wizard of Oz is technically a musical. Right. That's a musical. Mm-hmm. And that's a classic. Yeah. It's like, it, why, why is it not a classic? No, I... That was a hesitation there. The question was, what's my favorite? I'm mm-hmm. trying to think through it. Grease. Really stressed out by this question. Grease was a musical. I'm looking at some of this list. Grease is good. West Side Story. I was in West Side Story. You were in West Side? Yeah, I, I was in it. I was totally in it. Little Shop of Horrors. I didn't see that. Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. 1965. The Wiz. That's number mm-hmm. six on the list. 1978. Okay. Oh. The best show that I've ever seen on stage was not a professional production. It was the show Les Miserables put on by a high school mm. in a place near where I'm from. I'm not going to say. <laughs> that Chicago. made me almost cry. Wow. Actually, no, I did cry. Not almost cry. That was like one of the best things. But Les Miserables is an amazing stage play and I've seen it professionally done and these high schoolers did a better job than it still so I think that that play is probably depending on who does it really really amazing Hamilton's still amazing though um Lion King seeing that uh, at the Straz just all the feels all all of the feels 
Um, and then the thing they do with the like the costumes in the Lion King. Yeah. Mm. The costumes. I did movie. see Lion King <coughs> at the Strides, and so, that was amazing. So cool. Yeah, that was. Um, as far as just a normal play, I don't know. I gotta think through that. that don't ask me a question like that. I'm not ready for that shit. <laughs> Can we give Felicia Rashad some love oh, though? Because yes. I thought. I don't know. She's I've always so been fascinated with her so much. But she had a, she had a small role in it. But she, I guess she played... It was consistent, but yeah. It was small, She wasn't like was in like, the, the show part of the movie. It was good, though. So one thing I didn't understand in Jingle Jangle was when, at the end, Felicia Rashad lifted up her hair to show that piece in her head mm-hmm. or her ear. Like, I never understood. Maybe oh, I missed hilarious. it. You're hilarious. Maybe I missed Are that. Are you serious? Yeah, maybe I missed that part in in, in the play. So you don't know what, that, what, she, what, what she meant by that? That's the same little hair thing that it was just the, the little girl I mean, was wearing. I know that she was a girl, but what was that little piece? Was that piece in the hair represent? It's just the thing. She what was, was it? Wasn't it just what the little girl had in her hair? Yeah, it was that's just it. like a hair piece. It was just her way. Of, oh, so I mean, like I mean, technically speaking, it, it makes like, no sense because how would the kids even know that that's what? Maybe she right. described her, and she was mm-hmm. like, she had this thing in her hair, and then she and she's like, oh, but in that thing that I was talking about, this is it right here. Right. But I feel like it was like gadgets moving in her head in that mm-hmm. device. I don't think so. The way they made it seem, on one hand, you would think it was like, oh, like this thing is attached to my brain. It's yeah, like, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, I don't understand what's happening right there. In my five viewings, <laughs> it literally is almost like a, hair, a piece. hair ribbon uh, that the girl had on that she also is got wearing. Got you. Okay, that makes sense. Unless I like messed it up. No, you are you are the. What I can see, she's just wearing the same hair ribbon. Ah, okay, it makes sense. Speaking speaking of the hair, I know that was uh, something you loved about it. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, all all right. Speaking of Tyler Perry, Tyler Mm -hmm. Perry. Mm. He had one bad movie with bad wigs. One that I know of. I'm just saying, like his hair situations in his movies they're they clearly don't spend the money they should spend on the hair and i just was like this is amazing (laughs) spent all the money on just the hair it's great so what we're referencing is a fall from grace which was the major one that was trending a couple years ago about the bad wigs. It was a movie? It was a movie by Tyler Perry called Fall From Grace, and it was really bad. Like, the hair pieces and wigs were horrendous. Um, A Fall fall From Grace was... um, When was this? I guess it was earlier this year, maybe. Maybe, so it had to be last year. Was that the old lady? Yeah. Who, who husband was a scammer, like a scam artist. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, the old woman. So That's a mess. Hmm. Listen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that one specifically. Yeah. Just in general. <sighs> I don't think, y'all think those wigs, most of those with wigs in Jingle Jangle though? I mean, obviously. Not obviously wigs, for, but there was definitely like extensions. I mean, obviously I think Forrest Whitaker was, was uh, a constant kind of extension. There was weave and hair it wasn't all... But there was a lot of natural hair, yeah. I thought. Yeah, it was and natural hair, but also extensions we uh, into the hair. Gotcha. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Some dope styles. Beautiful styles. Mm. I, I, I have to watch it again. I'm gonna, yeah. I want to watch it one time. I can't. Yeah, I... I, uh, I can't. So one of my biggest... Um, 
frustrations is that you know it's, it's kind of thing that had to come out in the middle of a pandemic mm. so you can't really experience it in theaters and i feel mm. like that uh there were some limited theater releases really mm-hmm. i didn't know that mm-hmm. you would I, have if you read anything i don't read wow. How, so so where were where were was it shown in theaters Oh, you don't know what theaters? <laughs> she didn't read that part. <laughs> she didn't read that. that. It just said there were some limited theater releases mm-hmm. that there will be. I hope so. There, I think it is likely that we'll be able to one day see it on the on the big screen. Yeah, and that he's already working on adapting it to be a like a Broadway play. Okay, that sounds exciting. And I will fly out there. <laughs> Yeah. Will fly out. That'll be exciting. Like That'll when I went exciting. to Broadway, I actually had gone to see the Harry Potter play. I have a friend who has a friend who's a booking agent for Hamilton, or was, and that's how I got to see Hamilton that same weekend. So mm. I saw three, technically three, um, Broadway plays. Wow. The Harry Potter plays two plays. So I just spent all weekend. Seeing Broadway plays. <laughs> that sounds like a perfect else. weekend for you. Didn't you probably else. couldn't do anything else. Couldn't yeah. afford anything else. Yeah. I had like the hot dog, hot, hot dogs. And one of my old campers is who I went to the Harry Potter play with. So I was staying with her. And so, like, we... I didn't have to pay for a hotel or anything, but she lived, like... I don't remember if we took the train or if we Ubered, but she lived close enough to Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that expensive to get down there. Yeah. Which is also ridiculous. But um, I will definitely go back to see Jingle Jangle. All right. Yeah, that that would actually be really dope. I would love to see yeah. Jingle Jangle on Broadway. I mean, yeah, I haven't, that would be dope. I haven't seen anything on Broadway, but I would love to see yeah. it like on a stage. Yeah, it's cool as hell. And that, oh. I saw Sheba, Queen of the Desert, on Broadway. I saw, I saw, I've seen, I've seen a few, yeah. but not in New York. I've only yeah. seen him here in Strasburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had never gone to New York until a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and Virginia didn't really have. Right. The arena for Broadway plays when I right. in Virginia. So I saw a Book of Mormon. Oh, I bet that was. I bet that was good. I bet that was good though. I bet that was good though. It was. It was so wild. Yeah. It's so wild. That shit is yeah. Wild. And was there? And the were there Mormons outside? I don't. I don't think so. I, this was like so much later after it had been around. You know, like around Did for you so see long. In Tampa? I saw it. In, I th- it was. I, I believe it was at Strez. And mm. there weren't Mormons outside. I don't think so. I saw it in Tampa too. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, it was Mormons outside, like handing out the Book of Mormon. Oh yeah. really? I was like, are these real Mormons or are they? Part of That's the hilarious. Show? Mm. That's hilarious. And they were like, like out in the suits, like handing, like smiling and handing us the Book of Mormon and like a pamphlet, and we like really didn't nah. know. If they're wow. part of the show, or yeah, like for real, might as well capitalize on it, right? Like, mm. since yeah. they're talking about us, mm. <laughs> and we were like, "Here's our literature." Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. It must have been real Mormons just capitalizing on the. Show. Why not? That's Why wild. not? Yeah, no, that is just yeah, no. Broadway you saw Book crazy. Mormon? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That show was it's a great show. What was the movie? With, what was the movie oh, with Denzel no, in it? No. Well, that's the Book of Eli. That was a dope movie though, but I haven't seen Book of Mormon. So, um, 
The other, the Harry Potter play mm-hmm. is the Is coolest. that a musical too? No, it's no. a regular play. That's the coolest play, just regular play I've ever seen. Ever, 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 ever. Because they, they got a, like, like a lot of cool. Magic. Right? Yeah. And they have the, to do it. They have to like renovate <coughs> the whole theater, and so even to like be allowed to do the show, the things that a theater has to go through. Yeah, I think what I enjoy the most about musicals is not necessarily the acting; it's what I know it took to make it happen. Yeah, like all the practice. <laughs> The choreographing, the dancing, the yeah. being in this place and being in that place, and the people behind the curtains having to pull down this stuff and do this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Like when I sit there and watch that, it blows my mind of how accurate and precise right. that those things are. And they rarely do they fuck up on the script. Right. You know, I'm just like, man. Did you watch Hamilton? Uh, yeah, I saw Hamilton. Okay, my. Okay, okay, okay. Hamilton blew my mind. So I I had listened to the soundtrack forever, ever before I ever saw it. But the one song, just thinking about what Jay just said, the one song that blew my mind oh. watching on stage was Hurricane. Going backwards. Hurricane is so good. Oh, that Satisfied, which is what you're talking about. That's my favorite yeah. Hamilton song. And then even more satisfying <laughs> to watch on stage. Hurricane <laughs> on stage is beautiful. I hate this song. I hate you don't it. like this song? I hate this song? I've heard I've heard it so much even before I saw the musical. So it's like <clears throat> I don't like his voice that much, honestly. I'm not a big fan of his voice. Yeah. It's not great. And that's when they were talking about with Forrest Whitaker. I was like, the guy from Hamilton, his voice is not great. So right. why I think Forrest Whitaker sounded better singing. Yeah. Than what uh, this guy did. But yeah. he that and he knows Lin Manuel Miranda also knows that he wasn't the most amazing person on the set mm-hmm. but yeah my favorite uh my favorite actor or my favorite person in hamilton is the guy that plays jefferson that guy to mm. me i don't know why he's not already a huge megastar you know like he has to show out <clears throat> now you to him what are you talking about because he's, he's light of complexion what are you saying that what you're saying hillary what are you trying to say are we, are we is he a mulatto just like me <laughs> I think that you might relate to him on other levels. Mm. He's Therefore, a... <laughs> this song right here is the one that got me on this. <laughs> but you know, he has his own show right now called Snowpiercer. He's Ooh. a lead character in it. You gotta play Jefferson. I didn't know that. He's on Blackish sometimes. Really? I didn't know that either. Yeah, he's the lead character in Snowpiercer, which he's is actually Bo a dope movie. I mean, a deep show. That's on TNT? TNT. It, but this song was really that got got me, especially at the end. I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" I was sitting on my couch watching. I didn't see when Hamilton his until wife recently. Comes on and she's talking about the. Um, but I also heard there was a lot of stuff that wasn't true in the play of Hamilton mm-hmm. about Hamilton as well. Yo, when I found out that. He he died in a duel. I was like, "What the right. fuck was going on in this country right. <laughs> at that time?" Niggas was dying in duels. Isn't that- <laughs> Are you serious? His, wild, and right? his son died in a duel too, or some shit. True though. Yeah. People still die in duels. Are you? Who's dying in duels now? That- Drive bys. That's not the same. That is the same. A duel. Yeah. A duel is a duel, legal. A duel is step, <laughs> take steps away from a duel is another. legal. 
or was well, legal. It was. It's like, yeah, we're just gonna it do this. Nobody's gonna go to jail. Legal. Nobody's gonna get investigated. That's how half of are we gonna do this now? Are we gonna talk about the rate of unsolved murder in this country? Right I now? mean, I, I guess we got to talk about something after Jingle Jangle. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> and now we're back. <laughs> so yeah, Hamilton was dope. Jingle Jangle was dope. Everybody mm. black. It, it, white people need to watch Jingle Jangle too. I want to talk to white folks about Jingle Jangle. I want to see how they feel about it because I'm curious to see if they will appreciate it even remotely on the level that right. I do. Because I, I love know. I love the blackness of it. But to me, it's still a good. I don't it's know why. They, I don't know why they wouldn't. Because they, they the, would again, like it, it looks it looks it looks good. Well, it's well here's the well thing. Written. Maybe they won't because they don't see themselves in it. You know what I'm saying? Like there is one white guy in it. Yeah, and 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 they're not demonized in it. They're just they're they're there. They're not yeah. like the villains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I thought it was an interesting take that they. Um, at first, I felt I felt some kind of way that they pitted two black men against one another. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm very passionate about black men and how we are portrayed as well in America. Yeah, it was a light skinned black guy. Not even, not even. No, that. not even, not, not even. even but that. yeah, but then, I think. I think uh, I as a matter of fact, it. Keegan is mixed too. Yeah, He's mulatto. Hmm. I felt a way about it. No, I'm just kidding. Man, I, I just thought. I thought. It was, I was, uh, like, I was like, eh, why does it got to be another black man? So another black man thing. But then I was like, well, I also don't want it to be a white man being the villain either. So, it's so always a white villain. Always. So it came back full circle. And how like, far I understood into it. the movie? Before a white person even really had a speaking role. I mean, that's the same thing with Hamilton. I mean, that's the same thing with Hamilton. Really, the white guy didn't really have a speaking role. The king of uh, London or British. That that guy was hilarious. Hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. His songs were hilarious. Manuel Miranda spoke right away. Did he? Oh, okay. Yeah, but he was Hamilton. He was the guy. I know, Uh, but he's white adjacent. That doesn't. But no, I mean, it was a while for someone of of. That was white that spoke in Jingle Jangle. What is white adjacent? It's white. <laughs> like white or white? Like it was white adjacent like. Looks white. Okay. Like. So like if I looked like, white, I'd be white adjacent. Like a white passing. Okay. Because what is he like really? Do you know? He's Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican. Mm. Yeah. He yeah, he hasn't seen Puerto Rican at all. He definitely looks like a white dude. Right. Which one is that? The, the Hamilton well guy. Uh, oh, so he's Puerto Rican. Oh, I thought he was white. Yeah. Right. So he could pass yeah. as white and nothing against him. But like when you're thinking about like a person who has the experience of a marginalized human regularly, <coughs> and can't like opt out so, in any way. So let's talk about this because this is something that I've, I've thought since I even watched Hamilton. It's great for what it is. It's mm. so good. But it's, it's a story about a bunch of white people mm-hmm. portrayed as... I guess a more diverse cast. Mm-hmm. Like nobody has a problem with that. It's not a what, what would be the problem? Because that that it's that we are like who gives? Why do we give a fuck about this story? And why are we well, u- of, used to portray this story? Well, it's part of American American history. Who gives? For, a, yeah, but why are important? But but the cast is so black. Like it's, it's a. It's, it's, really I asked you, it was a black Hamilton. Is it a black musical? Like that no, being a question. Not. That's it's, what I said. But but you, you said that's because of the composer. If if you just look at just the cast, I think you could. No, it's arguable that it's it could be a arguable. black musical. I would I would agree. I would agree with you. I can yeah. understand. 
the pe- perspective. It's but, mostly black, but I think it's important. What, the only reason that the only reason that that's an interesting thing mm-hmm. is that if you think about Broadway, black people don't get roles. Yeah, exactly. For that's sure. What that's made why. Hamilton interesting. For sure, but it's black people telling the white story. And so there's the cognitive with hip hop culture. With hip-hop yes, culture. using hip hop culture to tell a white story. For like white humans, there's also the fact that like when <laughs> when people listen to Hamilton, they're like, "This is rap," and I'm like, "It's not rap." I mean, it, it's a little rap. It's, it's a little rap. It's it depends on it. Depend honestly, I don't. It doesn't sound like it. rap. It doesn't sound like I rap. Love wait, Hamilton. wait. It doesn't sound like rap, rap to me when I listen to. The, the Hamilton guy doing his music, but the guy who played Jefferson is a rapper. He's a, and he's a dope rapper. Like he can fucking spit. Like he couldn't he couldn't do the things that he could do on stage if he didn't know how to if he wasn't a master of his craft. And other song, this that what you're saying is very true throughout. Yeah, but it's not rap. But how can we? It's say, not rap. This, this, say, this, this, it's a it's a an array of music, but yeah. there's it has a strong hip hop. Absolutely. Vibe. Yes. And how can we so say that? Hip hop is used as the vehicle Absolutely. to deliver a white story. Yes. How do we feel about that? But I, I feel a way about it. And I mm. love it still. <laughs> See, I don't feel the Yeah. Because yeah, at the same time, you feel like, okay, well, at least we, we I mean, technically, we're, we're still winning. Like, look, look at look at these all these beautiful black people, like, right. able and to, to thrive. Before and they're on stage at the same time. Yeah. In a situation that just wouldn't happen. See, I think I, I I personally think it is a black musical because the guy who wrote it is Puerto Rican, and we're getting to Puerto Ricans are no, based Puerto are, Ricans are, are black, black people. are black people. So, but they, they have <laughs> but they have a, but they have a hard time identifying uh, their their history behind but, behind but, it. Their history but, is like our history, yeah. Where there's white people, correct. Brown people. Right. Everybody knows Puerto Ricans are Democrats. It's the Cubans that we got to worry about. <laughs> Cubans, Cubans are the Republicans. You know, <laughs> it's a small percentage of Cubans. Is it only? Have I, white I don't people, know. And they also have brown people, indigenous people, and white people. Mm-hmm. Don't just say Puerto Ricans are black. And if you talk to Puerto Ricans, they have a. They don't identify as black. They don't, but it's Some not do. their fault. It's not their fault. Depends on the, the depends ones on. Do the, identify as black mm-hmm. are the ones that literally look like me or look like Jay mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of their experiences as because they're viewed as black. Mm-hmm. So they so then they're While living in a country that has been through a lot of measures of colonization. Hundred percent. Then. Made to feel like, oh no, race isn't a thing here. We love everybody. Right. But when you're dark skinned in Puerto Rico, you are like, no, bro, like literally, I've been dealing with racism every day of my life. So, so it always. Well, lighter skinned Puerto Ricans are like, yeah, it's fine. Everything. It always just ends up coming down to, to skin color mm-hmm. in a really fucked up way. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I was blown away when I went to Cuba and I, I stepped off fresh off Same the boat. Shit at Cuba. Too. Fresh off the boat in Cuba. And then Cubans darker than me, darker than me, yeah. like five, ten shades darker than me. I'm like, bro, right. you black. I'm, I'm still it's so just, jealous. Like you're all black. those countries, it's the same thing because <coughs> slavery happened mm-hmm. the same way in all those places. I just remember in Cuba walking like downtown Havana, and this store owner locking her doors as a group of us walked by. Mm-hmm. We were like, bro, ain't nobody trying to steal shit from you. Like, Especially Americans, we ain't going to steal something. They didn't and no, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. So okay, so here's another thing that um 
that I'll say because this is what I was talking about before. How you even get on this? Sorry, go ahead. Go, so going back to black, black music. Yeah, oh, but yeah. Go, going back to Jingle Jangle. <laughs> um, Which is all in part of it. We're all talking about. Yep, yep, yep. So one thing that I had said about Black Panther was I felt like that was that was like our superhero movie. The quintessential black superhero movie. Mm-hmm. It hit. It was amazing. You know, n- nothing really bad can be said about it. And I felt like Get Out was like the quintessential black horror movie. I felt like, you know, it was a ama- <clears throat> an amazing movie. Hit all the right beats or whatever. It was good. And I feel the same way about Jingle Jangle. I feel like that is the quintessential black. Fan- I- I'd have to say fantasy Christmas movie because we got mad Christmas movies. There's a lot of black Christmas movies. They they just don't necessarily delve into this genre of like fantastical. You know what I mean? Like there's there's plenty of family type Christmas movies. <laughs> All right, no, go ahead. So, um, so the only thing that that stemmed from that for me was I, I asked myself, what is there going to be a, like, what's next? Mm. What's next for, um, something quintessential for mm. us in mainstream media. Mm. And I thought was, I mean, are we going to get like a Harry Potter mm. or something like that? Like, it, wouldn't that be dope? Like a, mm-hmm. not, not just a movie, mm-hmm. but like a series. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be nice. That'd be <laughs> different. Know, That'd be different. There's a writer the, I yeah, be dope. Read, but she give me her name. Blood and bone. Yep, my my girl told me about her, she and apparently something just got signed. Who is like it? something's in the works. What's her name? Uh, for her, mm-hmm. oh, shit. something's in the works. My girl, my girl I just can't bought think of her name, but her, her book mm. is her first book is called Children of Blood and Bone, and she could be, she could do it. She's had she's two books so far. And what so what it, and what it really comes down to Children is of what blood and, blood and bone. Is the first one. What it really comes down to is if she if she's able to get the the backing that is required in order for it to hit in the right way because that's that's the the basis Tommy, of I mean maybe Tommy, not get out. Yes. Tell me a a Demi a di- I don't want to say it wrong a Demi a d e y e m i yes hmm yeah. So, her, so that might be is, it. Is her I genre her genre similar <clears throat> to something like that? Or like what's her It's I think it's a young adult fantasy. It's uh, similar to Harry like a true, Potter, a, but it's not college. They're not are not they're not in school, but it is like a young witch. Yeah, I've been thinking about it ever since I saw it cuz I feel like that's where we're moving. We're we're getting to the point where we're finding our our space in media. And then, you know, of course, once we get something in every genre, then we're going to move past that and just be able to create. But it has to start somewhere. I think well, we what pro- it is is mainstream. Mm-hmm. We have the things that are like B, le- B level. Yeah. Where there's like the black, the things that black people know exist. Yeah. But the things that cause I think the mainstream thing matters where everyone knows it exists. I finished up uh, the Mac Miller part of it. So when they talk about Master P and how he's kind of caught up in the respectability politics. So this might sound like me talking about that. And I'm not saying that, like I'm not caught up in the respectability politics. What does that mean? Respectability. Oh, where like, oh, if you just talk this way and if you wear so basically this the thing, uh, fucking Bill Cosby shit. Yeah, yeah. Yes, all that. <clears throat> so, so I'm not 
that. Like, I'm not saying that. But I do think it does matter to have images of us being amazing. Elevated. In these ways for, like, consumption of white people. Right. On these grander stages, so they can just see get used to it. Well, get used to so so it's normalized. So it's normalized, right? Because of segregation, like we talked Mm -hmm. about last time, like the way our country is set up, they do not live by us regularly, unless unless they intentionally choose to or are poor. Yeah, (laughs) they don't live near us. Well, and so without these things on TV. If they're not like purposefully making these choices, white folks are not going to see these positive images of black humans. Yeah. And so when you have a thing like Jingle Jangle, when you have a damn, you just listed so many great examples. <laughs> or Get Out, and even though with Get Out, it's really it's not like <laughs> parts of Get Out are a good example, but like without these different things, you don't know. Well, actually, us. Yeah. So get out us like without these different movies of just like black humans getting to human as black humans, they don't see us as just regular people. And I do think it needs to be original content to your point. Right. I think it has to be original content because we know how bad some population of white people freak out when a black person takes over a character that has always been white, right? And so right. it's like you understand it's a character it's not a real person right so i do think it needs to be original, original content. content that can be normalized or put into <clears throat> white culture well, even like the captain america stuff where the new captain america might be black and they're all freaking out about that mm-hmm. the they freaked out about black spider-man the black boy being spider-man yeah but that's in the comic book yeah, that's yeah. not even new Captain America is in the comic books too. That, going to black. But that's the thing mm-hmm. is, it comes back to that <clears throat> they don't know the source material. Yeah. And so, whatever. Mm. And Miss um, mm-hmm. Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Same mm-hmm. shit. Source material. Mm-hmm. There's a black one. Because mm-hmm. she's going to probably end up as a black person yeah. too. I can't. I just can't. So no, what the fuck you talking about? Shut up, really. So like. so coming off of uh, the idea of respectability politics, I think not necessarily an alternative, but how do how do y'all feel about like what what we feel like Tyler Perry is building or has built? Because that because that's technically not for them. Like like those plays are are those are those is what he does for us or is it for everybody? He builds it for everybody. Mm, we were the ones that supported it. it. I, what white folks are seeing Tyler Perry movies? Listen, I mean, you'd be surprised. I, I mean, don't know if y'all I'm know very surprised. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about me, but I used to be married. All right. More I do know this. More detail. More details coming out about mm-hmm. who she is. And I was married to a white. White. And he. Hardy Tyler. Tyler Perry. Are you serious? Yeah. And I don't watch Tyler Perry films like Wow. That. And he did. Wow. He saw all of them in movies. Mm. We went to see them all. I need And I not need. because of me, because of him. Yeah. Tyler Perry films are very much marketable mm-hmm. to everybody. They're very funny. I don't 
think that they're whatever to me. Like I, I watched the the Halloween ones on Hulu because mm-hmm. I was like, all right, what's on there? I'll watch it. But I, I'm not like when a new Tyler Perry movie comes out. Going out, like, yeah. I'm gonna go watch that film now. Yeah. But he wanted to go see, see I, them. I thought the crowd. I thought his crowd was like the Christian black community. Mm-mm. I thought that was everybody. I think it's a probably a misconception that we think that white people don't watch it because we don't hear them talking about it. Right. But it's the same thing. It took, it took a while for people to realize that white people are the biggest supporters of hip-hop culture and right. when concerts and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, why? But they love it. They, they love it, too. But I think his studios, Tyler Perry Studios, whatever it's called, I don't know if it's called Tyler Perry Studios, but I think, it is. Um, I think that that studio is going to bring so many more black movies and shows to the forefront. Maybe. But I think that it's going to be, he's going to have a lot of white Support there and white in Atlanta, movies. right? Yeah, yeah. On the outskirts, well, apparently, or something. I think that's why he gets so much shit from black people. Comes back to that is us. I thought I thought black folks just didn't think it was funny. I thought it's I, more that they don't like how the mainstream image of black people being put out for right. white consumption. Mm. But that shouldn't matter. And that's the issue with racism. Well, I guess I guess it depends on how you look at it. That's the, but that's the issue if, with all this is white people I, can be portrayed any sort of way. Yeah, on for sure. TV for all consumption, and mm. we're not all going to walk away with this idea of like that's how mm. they all. Well, are. I think the idea is this: if if you have to do a specific thing in order to get that, I guess, extra audience, which from our perspective, we we might say, well, he has to, you know, be Medea. He has to dress up as a woman mm. in order to attract the broader audience or whatever. A lot of people are upset by that. Like a lot of black folks just don't like that. I don't know why. There's certain things about it that that bother me, but only if it's not funny. I've never liked Mm. Martin Lawrence as Big Mama. Mm. Now, I've not seen one of those movies and I don't give a fuck about it. It's not funny to me. Martin as Shanae is Mm. fucking hilarious. It it was always hilarious. So to me, it's about if it's funny. And I like Medea. I never liked any of the Big Mama movies. Have you seen them? I, do, I, okay. I I saw like maybe one of them, and then I saw clips from the other ones. But I've never, I've never like yo. This is this is. Great. I think the problem that a lot of <laughs> black culture have is with that. The first thing you said was you hadn't seen them, and I, it's whatever to me about them. I was just confirming if you'd seen them or not. Actually. Just the first one. Just the first one. I saw the first one. You, you know, black culture. We have this thing about or feeling that. Black men are being feminized, which is which right? to me, I and think so is, bullshit. It so is they, bullshit. I don't it, think it's rea- a reality. It's absolutely no. bullshit. But that's the stereotype out there. So when you see a, a major, big time actor or black man who dresses up in a whatever scene, it's a problem. But which is I, I disagree with that. And it's goofy because one of the best, one of Robin Williams' best movies of all time is Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. You know what I'm saying? If he can do that, why can't fucking Mm -hmm. Tyler Perry build an entire entire franchise off of this? Mm -hmm. Why not? It works. Like, Medea is funny. She's a funny character. He's already built a franchise. He he could not have built the studio that he built without Medea. For sure. And the plays and, why not? and the movies that he did. I've, I've never, like, I'm not this, I've never been like this super Christian. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot of his stuff doesn't really speak to me, but I've never had an yeah, issue same. with Tyler Perry. Yeah, same. Like, I, I love what he's doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would never say anything bad about Tyler Perry. And I, I don't understand why so many of us do. Because, wow, well, because he dresses up as a woman and, and it's funny. It's that one guy. It's that one guy. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, dude. 
the, the doctor. What's his face? Oh, we're talking about the the guy Umar Umar Johnson. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah, don't oh, get me started on that. Yeah, he's a whole another level, whole another podcast. Anyways, but also, see that, that's but, that's that's what's important about this podcast for me mm-hmm. is there's so many people who find a thing, right? Mm-hmm. They find a thing and they're like, "Yo, this is gonna be my thing," and I'm gonna right. spend my entire every everything that I have as as far as public. They find their niche. Uh, yeah. And and I'm gonna and people mm-hmm. are gonna appreciate me because this is what I hate and they mm-hmm. hate it too. Mm-hmm. And like I, I, yeah, I feel you. I can't fucking invest in hatred on nothing. Like I'm all about positivity. I'm all about trying to build shit up. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to black folks. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna hate on anything that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I don't like it's some of the things that he says, but I'm not. You know, if anything, I'm invested in in hatred for Trump for sure. Some of the things he says, I don't. <laughs> I don't like dis- disagree with, but there are a lot of things that he says that I think are problematic. You know, but who's ever going to agree with? Let me ask y'all a question. Everyone says. Let me ask y'all a question. This is where things get controversial. Mm. How do y'all feel about Minister Farrakhan? I because that's because that's where that's that's that is the. The, that is where the, all of the, that mm. same type of shit stems from. It, I mean, that's like the root of of what we tend to follow when we kind of. Don't they think you're a sin? Huh? They think you're a sin. Me? Am I a sin? They think you're a crime. Like m- Muslims, or like Doctor Umar. Doctor Umar thinks I'm a sin. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> you mix. You Maybe that's why I automatically them. have therefore, a. Therefore, they're full of shit. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Boom. Fuck everything. I think my, I, I think my issue with uh, that. Tyler Perry movie Fuck it all. is <laughs> that he has more often than not portrayed black men in a certain way sometimes. What do you mean? Oh, let's talk about it. Abusive. 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 Well, yeah, because he needs a villain. He needs a villain. He has to have a villain. And it just sucks. A lot of his stories are very victim, especially Mm -hmm. in the plays. It's Mm -hmm. all about somebody going through something. And from his perspective, he he considers it, I want to tell real stories that people are going to, Mm -hmm. going through or whatever. And then from our our perspective, it's like, yo, that drama looks ridiculous. Like, nobody (laughs) is like that. None of that is happening in any of our lives. Think about it. He's just only using black people in his it, stories. Yeah. True. And so that's that's true. It's like, we need more black stories with only black people. And so he's like, all right, here's black stories with only black people. And they're like, are you ever portraying black people negatively? Mm. And he's like, bro, what do you... Like... It, it could be more positive. But I guess the good thing is if... There's I think a part of it is does it's also no a good black man. It's I no think, conflict, and that's what makes a story. Conflict makes a good story. I think the problem maybe with Tyler Perry is it doesn't feel as authentic. And there isn't maybe enough balance. The problem is that he writes a hundred thousand stories <laughs> a year. By There's a lot of stories, and they're the same story over, over and, and over again. Yeah. And well, there you go. You need more help. more help. I do approve with. Hire some more writers, girl. Tyler. He doesn't want to. I'm, I'm available. Little girl. What is it with? That was with Idris. Had, yeah. Yeah. I approve of that one. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. That was one of. The, I, I, like, I don't have a whole lot of like. Like Maybe external, not Medea stories or whatever. Some of the other stuff that he's done, movies or whatever. I didn't necessarily hate him or have issues with him. And they don't, they don't, I don't think they fall as heavy into the stereotypes as, yeah. say, the Medea stuff does. Adrian's mm. one was good. <laughs> as she smiles off into the distance. <laughs> um, yeah. 
All right. Yeah. So uh, Jingle Jingle is good and and great and, and wonderful. <laughs> I think I think everybody should watch it. Should partake with their families, with their young children. I I, I, I never did get into my. It's not really a gripe. But I, I mean, I got to share some, something. Yeah, absolutely. You have a I didn't. I didn't like. Deal? I didn't like how they were flying. That was so weird. Why? Why was she flying? Why did? Mm. Why did the, this robot, robot make them fly? Because that's what it did. It was a magical robot, so it, it just makes fly. people fly. That's what the robot did. <laughs> oh, that was so corny to me. <laughs> I mean, it's for kids. What else would be the point of having that robot? Did it just talk? Why would anyone want that? Because it was alive. That's it was alive, and it was like, "Yo, I'm a robot, trash. and I'm doing stuff." Would and I'm you doing... want that robot for any other reason? I mean, if it, it didn't just do repeated anything the else. shit you said. Yeah, you yeah. Know. I could have came up with better inventions for Jeronica's jangle. That's all I'm saying. You would have thought the they robot would... only just repeated back to you the things you said. Would you want that shit? I mean, <laughs> if it was just we like, had that. We had that. We had Furbies back in the day, and we loved that shit. You, we was like, "Yo, for how long is it, did this you motherfucker?" It, it, for us, at least a couple of seasons, they the motherfuckers were selling out during the Christmas season. I've never owned a <laughs> you remember? In my life. Mm. You would have thought though they would have gave the robot at least a song. Nah. They didn't give him a song. The, the robot was wasn't it? The robot wasn't a character. It was a it was a storytelling <laughs> device. What they said? How could that have? He a looked song? like he looked like ET. Yeah, I mean, like. it didn't really. I I I felt like they could have used a stronger device. That wouldn't have been so. Stronger. It felt distracting. It was like fifty years old and made them fly. What do you mean stronger? I just it just it just it was just one of those things that was a little weird to me. Mm. But but I I still love the movie and I forgave that. So the writer and producer <laughs> is David listen. David Talbert was a black black man. So shout out yeah. to that. That's what's I already, up. We already knew that. Yeah, I didn't know. We talked about that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the, Jay. the David Talbert was inspired to write Jingle Jangle. So 22 years in the making for him because he was inspired by the fact that this movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, mm-hmm. had no black people in it. Mm-hmm. And when he he loved that movie, and he tried to show it to his son, and his son was like, "Can I go back to my toys? Yeah. Fuck this movie. This <laughs> <laughs> is boring." So that is why David Talbert, black man, wanted to make this movie. I'm trying to, read, it, I'm trying to read his list. The of intersection things. of things. It was a lot of things that happened because he was like, this movie should exist. So that's like 22 years ago. Netflix eventually exists. So it was like all the things happened. Yo, is there going to be a black streaming network? Mm, I mean, I guess I B- BT so. Plus is out is there. Netflix not? BT is not even <laughs> owned by us though. Yeah. By a black person anymore. Is it Netflix that? Mm. No. Yeah, did you? I, so I do. I, I do want to talk about this since we're that. since we're on the subject. Black content on it. Since we're sort of on the subject, I think we can close out with this. Did y'all hear what about Dave Chappelle? His Chappelle yeah. show being taken off of Netflix because he he just he just requested it. And they were like, yeah, they did it. yeah, they took it off. That's awesome. And so he like said that's why he fuck with Netflix. That's why he fucks with Netflix. So like I think I think that's one of the big things that we that we have an issue with, especially when it comes to entertainment, is 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 ownership. Mm. You know, like from an artist's perspective. Chappelle's show is 
it's not it's not his best work or whatever because he's he's done some pretty great things throughout his entire career, especially when you look at his his specials. But it's one of the things that he's most remembered for. But he doesn't he doesn't he he don't get no funds yeah. from it mm. because technically he doesn't own it because he signed a contract that says you don't get to get any money from this. Viacom bitches. The right of his name. He's set. Too young I mean, to but understand that, the contract. But that's not even. I mean, that happens to everybody. Anybody who wants to go to Hollywood is probably going to sign away. Like, they're going to give away something. I don't think it's going to happen anymore, though. You mean, oh, it's definitely going to keep happening. No. What do you mean? I think people are more aware I of it, more conscious. I think we understand it more, though, now. You even see that with, with hip-hop, with music artists, business, you see that. Everybody gets it more now. Well, well okay, no one, so. No one's signing 360 deals anymore. So, so let's, so let's. Let's uh, the way streaming works now. Yeah, like, true. Shit is different. But let's move back just a little bit because Chappelle is an undeniable talent. Absolutely. So someone like Chappelle, we look at him and we're like, "Yo, you should definitely be getting like you should own your shit. Like you deserve to." And you and you more or less have enough talent in order to fight using your talent in order to to fight for what what is yours. But there's a lot of stuff that goes around and. You know, not everybody's on that level. Not everybody's on that level. Not everybody has a resume like that in order to be able to fight for what's theirs. So a lot of people are still going to be signing shitty deals just in order to yeah. get a look. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's and mm-hmm. if you look at the industry, yeah. if you look at who gets propped up anyway, that's like they're going to keep giving these shitty dudes shitty deals because they're the ones that want to be be in in you know yeah. in the forefront. Yeah. Even Drake is not independent. Like the best artists. In in this age of hip hop, he, he's not independent, Mm-mm. and he, and who knows if he'll ever be independent, because he still feels like he needs that machine behind him. So, yeah, that's. I mean, I understand that it's Netflix the game. is full of bullshit in a lot of ways. Especially, I'm not. Oh, you talking she about knows, Monique? Yes, I'm not saying. <laughs> Yo, you know that's what I was going. I'm not saying oh, she's like the man. most amazing I mean, in the world. I mean, we were but it her. is bullshit in many ways. How like men get more, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah, but Monique's not even as funny as Dave Chappelle. Yeah, just, this, this, this for me close. has always been very but tricky I mean, and controversial. People, it's not just that she's mm. she was looking at like look at these white artists, look at these, look yeah. at all these other, like even. Kevin Hart's last stand-up. Which and was not very good. how much money he's going to get yeah. for that bullshit. And she could produce something similar, terrible or better than him. Yes, but her resume has not been as good well, as those. Was, but it's less about his weren't. It's less about... I think that's the thing that... Maybe even... I feel like that's the thing that she missed as a stand-up comedian. Like, you kind of... As a, as a stand-up comedian, you have to continually... Like prove yourself on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and if you don't prove yourself, you don't show that you're worth this value because you you people want to see you do this art, then you're not gonna get paid. But she like look at look at what Kevin Hart is going through right now. Like people are saying that his special on Netflix wasn't that great, and a lot of people don't feel like he should be at the level that he's at now. Right. Have you for watched it? Reason. I loved it. I didn't like it. I yeah, a lot of people didn't like <laughs> I it. Didn't I didn't, I didn't like and people and that's how, and that's I just will. if that's how I people will. feel. That's he's that that is that is going to hit his resume. Like yeah. you have to it continually won't. prove yourself. And Monique hadn't done stand up comedy for however long. Mm. Nobody knew what she was capable of as a stand up comedian ever, ever since. I think the last time they saw her in the mainstream was like Queens of Comedy. Besides mm. that, but what did you get? In general, I think they were like looking at some of the other 
she was just kind of stacking it up against these other, other people yeah. they signed. Mm-hmm. She was like, really? I'm all about protecting black women. But Monique was one of those where I was like, are you sure? Are you funny. sure? And whatever. I'm not, she, I'm not, I'm not her demographic, so I can't even speak to that. For Netflix will be good. Yeah. Be so, funny. so why couldn't she just do a special, get paid whatever she got paid once she realized well, that why that shit she hit? have to do that? Cause, cause Netflix hadn't hadn't dealt with her on that level before. Like, proof you have to, like, I don't know how much. Um, and but at that time, rumor was he was hard to work with. There was a lot of baggage coming along but with her. But a lot of them are hard. To okay, work so with. while we're on this, so while we're on the subject Just of Handler, black women being Amy hard to work Poehler. with, yeah, because I feel like did, did Amy, you guys did you guys watch the Will Smith reunion or the Fresh Prince reunion? I want to watch. I can't find it. It's like I don't have HBO Max. I'm oh, trying to watch it. Shit. I watched some clips. But you you saw the clips. I watched the red table talk that he did with the psychologist talking about Janet Hubert and yeah that that, conversation. that that like aside from the the tribute to James Avery, rest in peace, James Avery. Mm-hmm. That was like definitely the most intense part was watching Will Smith sit across from from Janet Hubert and them talk about how more or less she felt like he destroyed her career Mm -hmm. you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying by basically like like labeling her as difficult absolutely and she felt like as as a black woman that's like the kiss of death in Mm -hmm. this industry if if you're gonna do that to me Mm -hmm. i'm talking well that's that's what that's what a lot of people compare it to that's a lot what a lot of people i don't i'm not saying monique is difficult i won't say i i will simply say as as someone who's a who's a fan of stand up comedy, <laughs> as someone who's simply a fan of stand up comedy, I just feel like you you continually have to prove yourself. Like you don't prove yourself because this this was no no this was Monique's problem. Let's talk about it. This was Monique's problem. Monique went into the offices of Netflix and was like, "I have and what was it an Oscar? She got a fucking Oscar. I don't, I don't even remember. Yeah, she went in there with her accolades, with things that she got from the things that she did from doing movies." But you don't necessarily get accolades like that from comedy. I mean, there's stuff that new comedians get, but as a stand-up comedian, what you have is is the fact that you sold however much um, doing these shows last year. And she wasn't showing that value, so she was just going in there saying, "I, I don't want these awards. Y'all gonna pay me? Like, what, we, pay we're, we're paying you to do stand-up, though." But they can pay her. They could, but why? Why would they? Like, why would why they? Wouldn't they? Because the question is, is it, who, who's going to watch her special? Who isn't going to watch her special? I'm not gonna I was watch probably, it. unless I, wasn't gonna watch I watch most of the specials on Netflix because I like most of the stand up comedy. Black women will watch her special. Okay, I'll, let me just say this. I have not watched. We don't need y'all to watch that shit. I mean, we'll watch a, it. That's a lot of comedians. So you would have watched watch. it. Yes. I wouldn't watch I didn't like Tiffany Haddish. Okay. One. On the other hand, this is, we'll this, watch it. this is where I'm rolling with you. This is where I'm rolling with you. And Tiffany Haddish doesn't have the chops that Monique has. And I'm just saying, who, who, well, who I don't well, like. here's the other That's thing. I'm saying. That, there's also... I don't like Tiffany Haddish. The, I, I, can't, I can't... I don't think I can name very many black women who are doing stand-up comedy on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's just not a lot. And mm-hmm. there we have it. There's plenty of, like, white dudes, Systemic black dudes, white women, but black women are not necessarily represented. Yeah. Comedy. So... There we go. Monique would have been that representation. And if they had if they had looked at it as like, you know, let's make sure everybody's represented, then yeah, they would be like, yo, she's she's one of the she's always been one of the greats. Let's pay her, let's make sure she's good. But they didn't do that. No, because racism. But 
Dave Chappelle has proved to be their cash cow. So they're like, yo, we yeah, will take right. your Chappelle show off yeah. if you want because you've been making us so much money. So it all comes know, down to money his, anyway. Like specials weren't even that great. I uh, loved all I, the specials. And I agree with that. I loved them. As well. I don't think Which they, one you didn't like? He's had three so far. There's five of them. There's five, five on Netflix. I mean, all five were not great. You, you mad. I mean, look, I mean, let's be real. Hold on. Let's just be real. What? All five of his specials no, been great. I loved all of them. And let's be real. Like, I liked all of them. He, he's been pretty damn serious in most of his specials on Netflix where he's sitting down talking. There's not a hell of a lot of comedy. Right. In it, in his specials, he's, a weirdo through he's talking some serious. Like I, agree, I like the stuff he's talking about, but not I'm. Comedy. But am I sitting on the couch? <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. Like You're I, like- it's not a stand up com- for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, but I appreciate it. Maybe Monique needs her her time in the sun with it. I don't know. I just I don't. They could make some money out of Possibly. And now I said they're just losing money and looking stupid. So how much you feel like she should have got paid? Because I think she was. They could just she was asking for like twenty million. She, she wasn't asking for twenty million. That's what I think. I think that's what Chappelle got paid, and she was like, "Chappelle I made I this." It was more than that. And and but Chappelle doesn't have the accolades that Monique has from her from an acting career. So I think that's I, to me that's what sparked it. I think she got offered like half a million dollars, and she was 50, at least trying to get like more than a million. Yeah. I might be making things up at this point. I don't know, man. I gotta think about it more. They say she she won her um her loss her discrimination lawsuit. She did win her discrimination again. lawsuit because it was bullshit. I just said discrimination. <laughs> 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 she won her lawsuit because it was bullshit. Bullshit. Right. It was bullshit because Netflix discriminated. All right. Well, so Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle <laughs> is the best Christmas movie of all time. Mm. You should uh, see it. And it should be a part of your uh, yearly Christmas tradition. At least definitely in 2020. Yes. And next year when it's in theaters, COVID is over. I can't wait. It's not going to be over. Yo, you know what I miss? You know what I miss? It's going to be over. Some of my favorite movie viewing experiences have been in the hood with just majority black audience mm. just oh, watching a movie because it's it's different when you watch with, like yeah. like black folks get into the movies so yes. much <laughs> so if i could watch this in that environment like yeah. like i've been trying to figure out how to do it but i don't know how to do it not know. to go off on another tangent but watching black panther oh, with a bunch yeah. of black people was the best experience i've ever had in movie theater. when you, how'd you do that it was, a, it. it was a rented, rented uh, event space in downtown St. Pete, the Sundial. Yes. Did you see it with the dashiki in the city? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Wait a minute. It was dope. It was so dope. It was so, so dope. I actually saw it was the this... night before first in Seminole with Did white you? people. And uh, it was like yeah, dead silent. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 they just. I saw the next night with dashiki in the city. So it was different. amazing. I didn't know this was a thing. So you can see. It, well, it I mean, like I guess special, you can't know. It was like a special event. Someone had yeah. rented out the stu- uh, uh, theater. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope somebody does that. It was, this. it was open to everyone, obviously, but yeah, but it was black. It was all black people, and people came dressing their Black Panther stuff yeah. and their dashikis, and that sounds like a great like way to watch to Black America Panther. Too it was comes dope. out, it's gonna be like that. It was so, it was so dope, and they I had, to, yeah, to it was good. It was a good experience. All right, 
I think I think that concludes our discussion about <laughs> Jingle Jangle and uh, Did everything. We talk about Jingle Jangle? I, we talked okay. first half of the podcast was Jingle Jangle. More than half. Okay. More than half. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you so need no notes for it. You need me no notes for it. Yeah, who needs notes? Fucking notes. All right, so uh, so it's been fun. It's been a good episode. Thanks for sitting down with me, Hillary and Jay, and uh, Tino Shade. And shout out to Altino Shade. Shout out to whatever Hillary's doing. <laughs> and that'll and that'll conclude this episode of the Model Perspective. <laughs>